Hello and welcome to the My Daughter and Me podcast. My name is Stephen. And I'm Isla. Uh, and we're going to talk to you for a few minutes now about various different things. Hello and welcome back to My Daughter and Me podcast. This week, instead of me and my daddy, we've got me and my mummy on, and I'm very pleased to have her. And I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you for having me, Isla. So we're going to use the same format as last week, and I'm going to run through the most read stories on the BBC website, and you need to decide whether you are going to stick and talk about it, or twist and move on to the next one. (laughs) I've just seen the top three read stories. You should not be looking. Okay, so I'm going to start off... Uh, at number 10. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so number 10, Thailand shooting. Survivors recall ordeal of gun rampage. Uh, twist, please. So move on? Yeah. Yeah, it does sound a little bit um, upsetting violent. and violent, that story. Okay. Uh, coming in at number nine, Alexander Vindman's lawyer calls Trump's comments obviously false. Who's Alexander Vindman? Well, would you like to find out a little bit more about please. that? The lawyer of a US official fired by President Donald Trump after testifying at his impeachment trial has defended his client after Mr. Trump said he was sacked for being very insubordinate. Would you like to hear a little bit more about that? Yes, please. Um, So it's not just um, this individual who he's sacked. He's also fired a US envoy to the EU who has also testified against him. Um... According to Trump, though, we don't actually know whether that's actually happened or not. No, Mr. Trump has definitely fired those two people. No, but we don't actually know what they've actually done. They've they've testified against him at his trial, so they've they've tried to say at his impeachment trial that Trump has um, kind of uh, obstructed the course of justice. Well, that's okay to say that. Okay, so coming in at number eight... Deposit-free renting left me more than £500 out of pockets. Uh, twist? Uh, coming at number seven. John Burkow, ex-speaker, says he is victim of a conspiracy in a peerage row. Uh, no idea what that's about. Twist. Um, I think we'll jump over number six yep. because it's an unpleasant story. Uh-huh. Uh, coming in oh. at number five and number four, we've oh. got two stories about the coronavirus. So, there have been four people in the United Kingdom who have tested positive for coronavirus. Which means they have it. Yes. Um, The new case is a known contact of a previous British patient and caught the virus in France. Now, do you know much about the symptoms of this virus? I have no clue about it, really. Um, So, I did a little bit of research. So, um, you can have a cough, a high temperature, and might feel short of breath. And... um, you catch it, like, they're not entirely sure how you catch it, but they think it's very similar to other viruses that you catch them through cough, like, cough droplets. So what kind of measures do you think people need to be taking to protect themselves? Put their hand over their mouth. Yes, although you told me a very interesting fact about putting your hand over your mouth. What's the drawback Actually, that? you're just spreading the germs via your hand, yeah. aren't you? So how else could you cough? Cough over your elbow. Cough over your elbow. What other things? Or you could cough into a tissue, which I suppose is better. But then you've got a horrid tissue. tissue. And not everybody's very good at putting tissues in the bin or No. 
Um, what other precautions do you think we should be taking? Washing your hands. Washing our hands, absolutely. Is it something that worries you at all? No. Why not? I don't know. I just... I feel sorry for all those people who have died because isn't it like 800 who have died now? I think what's encouraging is that um, the people in charge, so the the medical experts um, in the UK, are very confident that they understand how to contain it. But do they? That's the question. Do they really or are they just saying that? I think we have to have we have to trust them that they've kind of encountered some of these viruses before. So um, earlier in this um, kind of century, there was a, a virus called SARS, um, and that didn't kind of spiral out of control. It, it kind of reached its peak at about seven hundred and seventy four deaths. So, so less think, than what we have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I suppose um, really we we have to just kind of wait and see. Don't we? We said about two thousand and three. Thanks to the news story, I know that. Okay. Um, okay, so shall we move on? Yeah. So, coming in at number three, <laughs> we have Storm Chiara, floods and travel disruptions, UK hit by severe gales. Yeah, twist, please, I don't really need to do. Coming in at number two, Storm Chiara helps plane beat transatlantic flight record. What's number one? Let me just hear that. Number one, Storm Chiara hits UK. Latest updates. And. Um, Number one, please. I can speak from experience because I've had to get back from Bath today yeah. and there have indeed been travel disruptions across the UK. Um, there has been widespread flooding and a severe warning in North York- Yorkshire. And actually, if you look at the, the images here, um, there's some Ooh. visual um, film footage from Kent and that seems to have flooded. Uh, or they ex- Sorry, they ex- appear to be experiencing flooding. Uh, thousands of people are without electricity. Sporting fixtures have been cancelled. Airlines have cancelled dozens of flights. Um, rail firms have urged passengers not to travel. Ferry, pas- <laughs> ferry passengers also face delays. Now, what do you make of all this, all this chaos? It's chaos, that's for sure. What do you think it kind of shows us about... Um, Nature can be brutal sometimes. It, it really can. And, and I think it shows us that, particularly in our country, we're not very well equipped <laughs> that kind for of thing. extreme weather conditions. Have you ever seen weather, weather conditions like this before? I don't know. Have we seen any, any kind of adverse effects in Hertfordshire? Mm, we've had a lot of rain. We've had a lot of wind. That's it, really. Yeah. Our slide has been thrown across the garden. Shows our football goal. <laughs> and our football goal. Hopefully the trampoline won't have broken. Mm. I wonder how long it will last as well. What are you hooing about? Yeah, so we're looking at some images um, on the computer of a very kind of storm-battered lighthouse um, in East Sussex. Houses in West Yorkshire totally... Water halfway up the back door. Totally submerged. Now, what what would happen... To, to your belongings in that yeah, yeah, situation. To be absolutely soaked. Yeah. Well, it could rise higher than that, but what I do is I take shelter up in, the, like, the attic. Yeah. What kind of... Um, or what loft or... What kind of impact would it have on people's lives if their houses were flooded like that? Quite what? a big one, because they're... That they might not be able to move back in because they'll be so wet. Mm-hmm. And, and like the cost of the repairs would be very expensive. All their furniture would be damaged. What other things do you think they'd lose in that? 
photos. Yeah. And those kind of things you can't really get back, can you? No, unless you go back in time and yeah. take a picture of them again. Another picture showing a tree across the, the, <laughs> the tracks. And actually, I did. I saw a tree um, coming back into Paddington that had been um, ripped, kind of up. ripped up. Oh, <laughs> image of a trampoline. Blown onto the railway tracks from a garden, by the look of it. Yeah. So that is story stories three to one. It's that that significant. Should we have a sneaky peek at number two? That's the story that I want to read. Okay. So, so this this is the last story. This, so we'll be going soon. This article um, says that the the storm has helped a plane beat the transatlantic flight record. What's that? So it's managed to get from London to New York in the fastest amount of time. Well, that's because of the wind. Um, it reached, so the plane reached speeds of 825 miles per hour and the flight time was four hours and 56 minutes. That's quite, that's quite short. Arriving 80 minutes ahead of schedule. Ooh. So do you think they can kind of rightly claim that as a new record? No. <laughs> Why? I think it's called Kiara should instead. Well, I really enjoyed having a chat about those stories with you, Isla. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening today. That's the end of the this episode of the My Daughter and Me podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.